This is Cleantech Talk, Cleantechnica's podcast series interviewing cleantech leaders from around the world. This episode is being sponsored by Tesla Shuttle. All right, we're here with uh, David Havasi, if I pronounced that right. That's uh, correct. He's got a fascinating uh, history at Tesla. I'll have him introduce his, his, uh, himself here in a moment. Uh, we happened to meet um, at this charge plant charging station uh, recently at uh, Whole Foods, where we both um, like to plug in and work, I think. Uh, it's a nice mm-hmm. place to plug in and yeah. work and while, you, while you slow charge. And, um, Brings people together. Yeah. and, and it, well, <laughs> well, I charged here for like a year with a BMW i3. Met a, I met a BMW guy. Met a few people. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's funny. As soon as I have a Tesla, I start meeting like, yeah. other te- people. The Tesla time. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a little different. Yeah. Like, But it was like, oh, hey. And you, you recognized me from, from writing on Clean Technica. And, and we just got going. And I, was, and I was like, whoa, jackpot. This guy is a treasure of information. <laughs> so, so give a little more information about uh, yeah, your history. And then we'll... Uh, well, uh, yeah, my name is David Havasi. Uh, it's one of those uh, uh, kooky Hungarian names. And uh, my name is David Havasi. I was born and raised in uh, Detroit, the Detroit area in Michigan. Uh, my father was uh, an executive uh, with the big three for about 38 years. So I kind of grew up in the front seat of um, vehicle development from the 80s, 90s and uh, saw a lot of um, uh, car and driver, um, car of the year. My dad was on the minivan team, uh, K-Car. These are cars that kind of revolutionized uh, uh, Viper team, although it wasn't car of the year. Um, uh, the Neon, uh, the PT Cruiser, all these, all these cars uh, uh, were kind of ahead of their time. And uh, it was really exciting to see that the minivan invented the genre, didn't exist before. PT Cruiser was the crossover before there was a crossover. Uh, and my dad would tell me these ideas um, <laughs> years before they'd come out. And I'd be like, Dad, you're crazy. No one's going to buy a small van. And it turns out they, like it. It, was the first, it was the first non-car to, to win Motor Trend Car of the Year, oh. uh, which is really amazing. And then PT Cruiser in the mid-90s, my dad's like, there's this car, they called it, uh, it was called Project Tall Car. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's going to be awesome. It's a crossover. It's a, it's on a vehicle platform, but it's like an it's like a truck. <laughs> they didn't have SUV back then. Like yeah. it's a truck, and uh, that they didn't have SUV term. And uh, I was like, who's gonna buy? It's like it's everyone. It, it collects all the boxes, and uh, and, um, and then it was uh, automobile magazine car of the year. You know all that, all this stuff. And so um, so it's really cool to see that. So I have a passion for cars. I always have. Um, I learned how to drive in a, a, a Dodge Stealth RT. Um, there's a Viper RT10, these lab cars that my, my dad would bring home. Uh, amazing, amazing kind of American muscle. And, uh, uh, but I also fancy myself an environmentalist. Uh, I've been for quite some time and, and definitely there needs to be a reconciliation between those two things because yeah. usually, you know, the, the greater... It becomes a bit of a cognitive dissonance issue, a bit of a struggle internally. Yeah, it's like loving cars, but being an environmentalist is, is quite a challenge <laughs> at, Correct. at some stage, or, or it was. It tears you. It tears you. Yeah, it does. It, 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 like, usually the more fun a car is to drive, the more terrible it is for the environment. Oh, that's what it used to be. Yeah. And so, and I needed to reconcile that. It was always the center struggle. Uh, it was because these two passions of mine. And so, um, 
uh, I I lived in New York City. I, mo- I moved to New York City for co- to go to college. I lived there for about 15 years. I actually didn't have a car for 15 yeah. years in my uh, adult life. Yeah. You don't <laughs> That's a one. good way to get out of the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would, <laughs> say, I, would say, I would say, I had an electric car for 15 years. The New York City subway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So, uh, instant torque and everything. Autopilot. Auto cargo, yeah, autopilot. Yeah, all, all the things uh, uh, way ahead of its time. Yeah. So, uh, cheap to maintain. Uh, and... Um, and uh, and so and I discovered as far as my my journey with Tesla, it started way back. So it started like 2003, the like the AC propulsion days. 2003. Not many people you find. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't consider myself an early days guy, but obviously earlier than a lot of the market since I was getting into them before the Model S came out. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of guys from the Roadster days who, you know, so you know, really further back than Model S. But it's some, it's sort of rare to find someone from the 2003 days. That's like, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So I saw, you know, there's first that that concept that came out the um, the, the, the T zero, yeah, and which kind of it was the um, the predecessor to would kind of be the roads, the inspiration for the Roadster, as you know. Yeah, Elon, Elon sort of wanted the guy that didn't. To try to, to mass, mass produce it, and he was like, "Well, no, we're not going to." And so finally, he said, well, so we're going to do it. <laughs> so yeah, like, sure, it go exactly for right. it. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I, that was my exact same view. I was like, "This is great. They should build a million of these. This would be perfect. Yeah. This this answers the question. This bridges the gap." And it was really the uh, it was the advent of the lithium ion cell that really made it possible because you, you, yeah. you had the like the yeah. lead acid and all and, and, and you know the nickel metal hydrate these these other chemistries that um, just had compromises. Yeah, they just weren't quite there. They weren't weren't quite up for the job. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so now, you know, with the you know the advent of the eighteen six fifty cylindrical cell, um, you know, kind of the workhorse of all electrical devices now, or most mobile devices. Uh, it's like, hey, if you string thousands of these together, you could make a car, a really great car out of it, and power it. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, and I was like, well, I'm gonna. Um, and then Tesla was formed, and they're like, uh, they're kind of in, you know, stealth. You know, didn't know about it for a couple of years. Didn't, did, I didn't associate Tesla with with okay. um, with AC propulsion because they weren't really pub- right. they weren't really talking yeah, about. It. It was- uh, but then the, when the Roadster, they started talking about the Roadster and taking orders for it, the Tesla Roadster, back in uh, you know like the turn of the turn of the century. Yeah. Uh, but, I, uh, you know. Did you did you see it in a in a car magazine or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, wow, cool. Somebody's actually doing this. Like, uh, um. Cool. Uh, I hope it works. I really, I hope it works. This will be cool because maybe it'll stimulate the market to uh, everything. Like yeah. the point of yeah. what they're doing. That yeah. I was thinking that same thing. It'll, it'll be this catalyst for change. They'll see it can work and all these things. And then they come out with that. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're building it. Amazing. You know, finally, this is going to be great. And um, and that's when I really got interested in Tesla because it was they're building a real product. Um, and so. Um, I was uh, this, and this is a funny thing. I was actually a, 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 a pretty successful Broadway performer in New oh. York. That was the thing I did for Tesla. Totally random. <laughs> so uh, I don't can, know if I mentioned. I that. can totally see. My sister was in in theater and then went to uh, L.A. to, to try to make it. Um, mm-hmm. Ended up making it in interior design, but uh, yeah. you know, quite 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 good there. But you know, I, I can see that uh, you definitely have that that, that, that <laughs> the speaking, that the smiling, the speaking. Uh, you're 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 fully, yaka, yaka. You're, you're, but it's a big benefit. I mean, it's, that's that's it's funny that people sort of pigeon put this in a niche like career 
realm, but yeah. actually, like those skills are hugely beneficial in a lot of jobs. You know. Like, yeah, and that and that actually comes up a little later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in in the in the in the saga um, of how that intertwines, because actually became part of my my journey with joining Tesla as an as an employee, and um, so I was. You're also at, good for the video in that regard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no. And now uh, I see why uh, you were so like uh, checking in. Uh, am I okay? Oh, I'm not ready for it. I was like, oh, you're fine. Yeah, like, so like, no one person to it. Like, uh, yeah. I don't totally look like death. Uh, look, yeah. maybe, maybe brought back from the dead. But uh, we, we do authentic here. We don't do you know oh, fancy schmancy. It's raw. It's, raw. Yeah, wow. no, it's wow, totally it's so real. It's totally like a strategic choice. It's not about yeah. budget or anything like that. That's great. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that guy looks terrible. <laughs> Uh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> we, we don't have good lighting or makeup artists for you know just That's for right. the, it is real. It's in the field. Yeah, exactly. I like Keep it. Keep it raw. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So uh, yeah, I was in San Francisco um, and uh, I was visiting my I was visiting my uh, my wife. Uh, she's she's also an international vocalist. She's, you know, she travel all around and singing things. And uh, she's in San Francisco for a few weeks, and I was out there visiting. And uh, it's when the um, um, the Deepwater Horizon, the oil rig in the mm-hmm. Gulf, blew up. Yeah. And then it was this huge uh, ecological disaster, uh, loss of life. The crew members died on it. It was really the the BP oil rig, if yeah, you yeah. recall. Yeah, we, we, now, we covered it. It was, I mean, it was a good timestamp because it was it was one of the big stories of the year. You know, yeah, yeah. We, we covered it quite obsessively when it was even for years. We created a small blog that was supposed to be like the the ongoing effects of it. You know, because mm. it would never really be gone mm. or over. But, uh, mm. but that didn't work too well. It was called Failed Drill. Sort of mm. <laughs> the yeah. name set itself up for failure. <laughs> Failed Drill. <laughs> well, yeah. I, but I mean, yeah, I mean, and. That was really the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, where I said, I can't sit on the sidelines and because of course, I always thought I always support Tesla. I always thought I'd support Tesla back in the early days, but I always thought I'd support them just as as a customer. I was like, oh, I'll buy it. if they build something, I will buy it. I will. I will. I am behind this. I, I want to be a part of this and I will buy whatever they sell. And that's what I thought I'd do. So um, but when the. Um, uh, when the oil spill happened in the Gulf, that was the, the the catalyst. That and I said I can't stand on the sidelines. I have to. Uh, I want to be a little bit more proactive. I want to be grabbing people and pulling them in with yeah. me. You know, uh, just me doing it myself. Using, using my Broadway skills. Using my. <laughs> I was gonna put on my tap yeah. shoes. I was gonna do a triple time stuff. I was being. I was being for real, but now you're not. Yeah. Gonna no. Oh no. 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 Yes. Yes. <laughs> using my using um, narrative. I hope you weren't being for real with the tap the, shoes. The tap shoes. <laughs> I did and it didn't work. No, uh, no. Uh, Elon, Elon loved the idea. I was, right? going, I was going for. I was ready to do anything, and we tried it. It didn't work, and, oh and we scrapped that idea. But uh, no, uh, and um, so uh, I basically, um, you know, I, I reached out to Tesla. Um, I basically data mined. Uh, uh, um, everyone at the company at the time. There weren't that many people in the company at that point. This was 2010. And at this point, uh, Roadster had been out for a couple years. And uh, Full basi- disclosure, 
I'm not sure if I had heard of Tesla at that point. <laughs> so, so this is like, you know, just yeah. just to be 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 straight up, you know, there's there's definitely some some guys who like you know have been following, but I I don't think I really they really got on my radar until the Model S was about to. Launch. Yeah, it was a little obscure. It, there, Tesla stories about Tesla were like the sidebar. It was like a paragraph yeah. in like the first pages of yeah. Motor Trend. They were like, hey, somebody's putting a big battery in a car in a Lotus. Yeah, and and they're like, and it was literally. Like the, there was like this much page real estate. Yeah. You know, it was Tesla clickbait didn't work that well back then. Yeah, the clickbait <laughs> wasn't a thing yet. For fortunately, uh, now now clickbait is the, we've been eaten by the clickbait monster. Yeah, but sure. um, but back then it was like, hey, real journalism, and you had to actually read things and you know turn a page and you'd see it. You'd see the whole article was there. You didn't have to open it up like a present. You know, I can't remember. my brain's been too fried. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. Oh, my yeah. my oh, memory like, from that period is and, over. Analog journalism instead yeah. of before the journal digital yeah. journalism. Oh, there's, so, a, there's um, another model, model, another model three with a dealership license. License, I think. Yes. Uh, that's so seen, it, seen, seen a handful of them that were on with the with the dealer plate, the dealer tags. You know, just uh, waiting, just bought whatever. So. Oh yeah. It's going yeah, going that, well. Yeah. Going well. Oh yeah, they're, they're becoming the Toyota Camry of Sarasota. Yes, ubiquitous. So uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah it rages on. Do you do the? Do you do the, the? I call it the Tesla High Five. It's the double blink with the brights as you drive by. Oh, that's the thing I do. Oh. They usually do it in kind. I try to wave, but nobody seems to wave back. Well, you know, because there's a lot of mainstream, more mainstream people now who I don't think necessarily think about the fact that they're driving a Tesla. They just, you know, they, yeah, there's like I need a car. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, this is a great car. Oh, my friend has it. This is a great car, so I got it. You know, it's sort of like it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of a handful of people at our elementary school with with Model Xs, especially, oh, no. and a couple of Model Threes, and you know that's obnoxious. Having a Model X in a pickup line. Oh, no, this pickup line is like full of kind of like Escalades and these kind of yeah. things, and and the Model X looks sort of small actually compared to some of these. Yeah. Uh, but then the Falcon Wing doors come out. A lot of kids are like, you know, they want the 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 kids who open the doors for people. They they want to. A lot of them want to get the Tesla. You know, they're like, oh, I want the I mean, Tesla. They race for the Tesla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. I have, had a kid yesterday didn't, couldn't figure out how to open the the back door for my daughter and uh, he was you know fifth grader and mm-hmm. he would, I, he was really trying hard but he couldn't couldn't, couldn't get it and it was like it was raining I was like I had to get up but but, uh, but actually there I was it's funny a lot of them are quite familiar with them now because there's like good. there's like six or seven Teslas there that go through the good. pickup line good very cool it's getting mainstream getting yeah, mainstream it's getting, getting there it's getting, getting there that's yeah. why you have to do stuff like this uh, you know get the, the content out but um yeah, so anyway, long uh, long story, a little bit shorter. <laughs> Uh, the uh, basically data mined employees to find out people, um, which is a really nice way of, of saying stalking online, uh, to uh, to find out uh, people I could have in common with that I could at least um, uh, kind of break break the ice with. And uh, so if you find them at their local coffee shop. You're like, oh yeah, yeah I lived in, uh, <laughs> in in uh, where, where, I don't know Hoboken or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I li- well, you know, I live I was living in New York City, yeah. you know, and in Palo Alto, you know, oh. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't showing up at the doors that were digging through the trash or anything, but um, no, just finding out this common commonalities, you know, things that we could connect with. And um, I, uh, there's a gr- this great guy. Actually, I, I credit him for changing the course of my life. He's he's a fantastic guy. His, his name's Rick Avalos, and he was um, one of the head recruiters at Tesla uh, at that time. He was brought over. Um, uh, by Arnon Gashiru from Google. Um, Arnon was the architect that brought Google from like 2,000 people to 20,000 people in a couple of years. So he was like this um, Silicon Valley 
kind of um, recruitment like guru kind yeah, of, yeah. that's exactly right I and think they were using that word guru a lot back then that was that was the phase oh, when guru was very popular oh guru or, yeah or it was ninja. like the, I don't know ninja was later maybe yeah 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 ninja <laughs> nin, yeah it was like guru then ninja um, uh, epic all these words that were like totally overused oh epic is gone oh uh, shoot epic, I still uh, use let's epic. bring epic back let's bring it back <laughs> I still use yeah. it but I but still the, use stuff from the, the fanny 90s. pack is coming back so yeah. it's no holds barred you know I think so, epic originally in the 90s I mean from my from my <laughs> perspective and I still it never died. No. Yeah, my love for Epic never died. Uh, yeah. So, so but, uh, uh, so Epic. But, uh, um, so I, he was, uh, one, he played in a, uh, Rick played, played in a jam band in, in the, in the Bay Area, and he was a huge Monty Python fan. Well, I just got done doing 18 months, uh, the, um, of, um, Spamalot, the Monty Python, uh, the Broadway show, do the tour, and, um, the, the Los Angeles cast, and, oh um, That's so awesome. I really knew, I, I lived and breathed Monty Python for about a year and a half of my life. That's awesome. And, um, not, and I was, I was raised on Monty Python as well, so. And it has permanent effects on your brain. <laughs> it has permanent. Yes, there has been indelible permanent positive effects. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say knee uncontrollably sometimes, uh, involuntarily. Sometimes you're having a conversation and people are like, "What is this guy talking about?" Yeah, I, I break I break into a Scottish accent for absolutely no reason. But um, uh, so I, I I wrote him on Facebook 45 minutes for 45 for 40 uh, uh, just a quick thing saying, "Hey, if I could just have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you why I think I'd be great um, to join Tesla." And um, he replied right back, hey, can we talk? And I was like, great. Uh, and then we had we spoke for about 45 minutes. He's like, this is great. You have to meet Arnon. He is... Um, uh, He's our recruitment guru ninja epic guy. Good, that's right. He's <laughs> all, all the superlatives. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and so I spoke with him the next day for about 45 minutes. We really hit it off. And then he said, well, let me fly you out to Palo Alto to, to meet the team. Um, and so... And again, this was 2000... This is 2010. 10, right. And I flew out to, uh, to Palo Alto and I met with um, uh, Doreen and um, Arnaud was running in and out of meetings and I met with like five other people and... Um, uh, and it was before Wave 4 Model S was coming out, about two right. years before. And they said, well, let's keep in touch. And um, when Model S uh, when Model S comes out, we're going to be building all these programs from zero. So um, let's keep in touch. Sure enough, we did. Um, Rick and I became uh, very good friends over the next two years. And then I think it was May of... Um, May of 2012. While wow, you're looking up, we'll get a look at the sky from this uh, beautiful Tesla Model 3's glass roof. This is his Model 3, of course, mm -hmm. your, your Model 3. Mm, it's my baby. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it like a son. <laughs> uh, uh, no, this is, it is, though. I do, I do truly love it. And um, uh, they are like, hey, what are you doing right now? And I said, Xanadu. And I said, oh, what's that? And I said, uh, it's a roller disco musical. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, hey, um, well, we're, we're starting the, um, a lot of programs with, with Tesla. We're looking at the, uh, we're just doing the delivery program. Um, and we're looking for kind of unconventional people, people that aren't necessarily in the auto industry um, and people that certainly aren't in 
no delivery you know people that necessarily are like delivering refrigerators or something so they, they started off by calling you an unconventional person yeah and you you Correct. thought that was a good thing right it was <laughs> yeah definitely they wanted people they wanted people that were good with ambiguity and um and problem solvers that were kind of outgoing and believed in the believed in the mission they wanted the the true believers at first because ooh, you're gonna you're gonna need it we're well, gonna need that well faith. it's funny you know tesla a uh, hundred times better than i do but it but it's you know you really seem to like and you do seem to really just fit embody the the tesla culture i mean everything from monty python to mm-hmm. to you know you're 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 uh you know f- fan of the of the t0 and, and even you know gas cars before that you know so you, you have this funny nice mix that's so like you know like elon elon's obviously the face and, and it's, it matches quite well with his kind of history as well yeah it was kind of, it was very cosmic the way it lined up because i it was it was kind of a destiny scenario where where the, the where it lined up, uh, yeah. A lot of the references that they make in the cars, um, and even in the announcements, like when the uh, uh, um, all our patents are belong to you, yeah. and and the um, and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy references, and um, the Spy Who Loved Me James Bond references. Spy Who Loves is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah. I, I've read it a thousand times. Um, I knew the references like that because I think Elon and I are both um we're pro we're both gen xers yeah and so we're products of um uh our pop culture references that we were raised on are the same yeah so um these these references are um are all there and and it's yeah yeah (laughs) that goes to 11 yeah Yeah, the spinal tap reference i knew that immediately like immediately i was like that's amazing it goes to 11 have you have you seen this story we published it years ago of of, uh oh shoot who's the actress um uh okay i will the famous famous actress who's the wife of of the actor from spinal tap um yes uh, jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis yes thank you She was apparently doing a test drive in Tesla, and they were showing her all the gadgets, and, stuff, and they're like, "Oh, and look, you know, you can turn it up to 11. and 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 they're like, "This is from a movie." And she's like, "Oh, really? Is it?" And yeah. she, he looks in the back at her husband. And he's like, it's, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh, Christopher Guest was like Christopher in Guest. the backseat. Christopher Guest, and they're like, I and, love you know, that. The, the Tesla guy doesn't realize. Who it I, is? I guess. I mean, it sounds yeah. like. But she, but she's like, "Oh, that's interesting, isn't it, honey?" He's like, <laughs> and you know, Christopher Guest was probably like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. like, uh, oh, and I love that. I had a surreal moment where we were making, I was making a Python reference on, on, on Twitter and then Elon chimed in and, and then Eric Idle of Monty Python chimed in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, yeah. ah, universe is colliding. I remember this, but I, yeah, I, I vaguely remember this time. Yeah. 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 And, um, so there is, there's this kind of, um, yeah. Synergy. I'm, I'm a little later, but it's um, but all, all these references again. These are like epic films. Oh, look, there I am. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this word. These are like epic films that uh, you know. I think a, a few generations really. It, it, you know, they were they were the films. Classic. But now it's nowadays. It's I guess things change so fast, and you got Netflix, and you got so so much more is dis- distributed, decentralized, and and mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's, it's harder, and it'll always be harder. I think to have these kind of like these these things these references illusions mm-hmm. that just 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that are kind of like cro- Yeah, they're like for these generations, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, because content was more spread out back then. So then you would have these kind of pillars of content, yeah. you know, like uh-huh. Indiana Jones, Back yeah. to the Future, Star Wars, um, Monty Python. You know, name your your thing. Where um, yeah, now it's, it's so much content. We'll see how it, how yeah, it turns we'll see, out. See maybe we'll just maybe our brains will just um, maybe with neural lace we'll we'll just get every <laughs> reference. We'll just know every reference. Uh, uh, yeah. It's so funny because all the all the um, all the millennials when I when I ended up working at Tesla these references would come out and it'd be like and they'd be like all these all these patents are belong to you god do they have so many proofread this this is have a typo in the, the, the press release and I'm like notice? no it's a video game yeah. it's like amazing yeah. I was like it's, it's you know and then you have to like kind of well dive that's into something it. in publishing too you know if you ever publish anything that's like not completely straightforward you get people who who get lost and oh, yeah. and it's just like an article that has nothing yeah. in it yeah. Which you, a which you That's funny. That's art. I, that is poetry. I know. I wanted to. Just, that goes. That transcends journalism. I know. People were like, you know, some people. A lot of people. I was surprised at how many people loved it, but I was also really surprised at how many people were referencing. People. We're referencing the article I wrote about uh, all our problem. All the, something about all all the problems with our new Tesla Model Three, and the article was blank, which. Um, Confused way more people than I realized. I mean, it got got a lot more traffic, like hundreds of thousands of views. Actually, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many of those are refreshes, but but it's uh, it shocked me how much it. I just thought it seemed sort of obvious. It just came to mind like, oh, that'll be a fun little joke. Yeah. And you know, a few a few thousand people will look at it and think, oh, okay. Uh, but it, it got like someone said, best Tesla article of the decade. I was like, <laughs> I was like there's nothing. What I love, and we and, and we talked about that. I've probably seen people on the Tesla forums do it too. I probably stole it from someone, unco- you know, subconsciously. Hey. But, it, but it blew up but then you had a lot of people confused by it and of course some people just get irritated by humor they're like that was clickbait I'm never I'm never gonna open clean technica again it's like okay fine good, good for you what's the point yeah exactly we don't want you anyway no I thought and we talked about this a little bit uh, uh, the other day um, I thought it was poetic because all the, the all the fudsters you know as you know the, yeah. the, the fear uncertainty and doubt promoters uh they, I could just see them read, and what was the article <laughs> name what was the article name it was like three things three problems with the Tesla or something I think it was all all all, all our problems all the problems with our new Tesla Model 3 standard range plus I even put standard yeah. range plus to yeah. make it very yeah. oh totally to make it very, I was like should I just keep it simple so it's about, or make it specific so it seems oh, like there's really something there oh totally so like the Fudster like that to them that's like a that's like oh. a that's like a sweet bonbon clean they're just oh, oh, oh the cream technical saying something wrong they're just like frothing at the mouth oh they can't and they just like they're just just see they can't wait to click it they're just fr- frothing they're drooling they're so excited and they're like do they just want any bad thing that morsel they can nibble up they click on it and there's nothing yeah. there <laughs> even the Tesla fanboys have gone yeah. gone against Tesla it's the beginning of the end you know it's like yeah. well I love trolling the trolls and I you know this is like I love you know, I I've I said in the past. I even told Elon that I loved that people love when he trolls the trolls, but uh, or said something like that. But then after you know, last year, like uh, we, I try to I try to not encourage <laughs> just because like obviously the you know people the the serious people of the world sort of uh, have difficulty with this sometimes. But correct, but I was they surprised don't get it. at how many people yeah liked that article and uh, and appreciated it. Someone you what yeah you pointed out about about that and someone else um, oh what was someone responded. Uh, Oh, just that it was, um, oh, the, 
that the point, something like maybe the point is to stop looking so hard for the problems or mm -hmm. something like that, which was a little bit of a spin on it that I really appreciate because it's not just, okay, trolling the trolls, okay, there's no problems. It's also like people are so obsessive about looking for the problems mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, even fans, it's like, what's wrong with my Tesla? And you look and, and we, you know, I had a, yeah. I had a writer, um, he, he, would, he actually brought his Model 3 for me to test drive, first Model 3 I test drove. Um, and uh, I, I wrote an article about that, sorry Elon, Model 3 much better than I expected, which Elon retweeted. But, and I, that was like first time he'd retweeted us in a long time. So I was like, now it's been much more frequent, but I was really surprised. I didn't, wasn't really trying to clickbait him, but it was an honest apology because the FUD had gotten into my brain. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I should apologize for this, this even affecting me when I should know better. And yeah. also that the Model 3 was much better than our 2015 Model S. But anyway, this, this guy drove, um, uh, let me test drive his Model 3 first, and then he went with me to pick up our Model 3. He's a nice uh, reader, writer, friend uh, now, and um, and he was, you know, p walking through with me, you know, looking for is stuff. It, is it Paul? Yeah, Paul Foss. Yeah, yeah, yeah Paul. sorry. I yeah, should yeah. name him. I was going to go, go on a yeah. limb and say it's probably Paul. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. he's, yeah. he's great. He's really friendly. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great, 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 great steward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just a really nice guy. Yeah. But we, he was, you know, helping me walk through and look for stuff, and, you know, he was pointing out, like, oh, you know, maybe there's a gap here. You know, I would never you know pointing out that we would never pay any attention to the panel gaps or like little tiny dis differences in and panel gaps and and little tiny things and he's like he's like you know you could look at this i don't know it's, and i mean there was really we didn't really find we didn't find anything out in the car but um but just the this obsession of looking yeah. for a problem and so i yeah. i really like that comment that it was not just about you know having some fun with the trolls or, or the fans it was also like People need to chill out a little bit and just yeah. like you know don't open that article with this with the rabies seething uh, you know foaming mouth that's you know like yeah like what will i find here yeah or like fear like what is clean technical gonna publish no, like know, it doesn't really no, matter God, is this gonna fight like, the, the stomach who gonna, cares you know and the uh yeah who cares and uh and, and and the there's a, a bit of poetry in that most of the FUD articles, and we get more into FUD later, if you want. Yeah, for um, sure. But um, and the FUD and the need for anti-FUD, which I oh, mean, I have an anecdote for you. <laughs> happened the other day, and this the, the importance of anti-FUD. Like, uh -huh. Somebody got friggin' flipped the other day, which which is important, you know. Okay. And um, but uh, um, from most of these articles, and this is why again, it's another way that article was article was poetic. The the blank article article was most of these things lack content they they're they there's nothing there yeah it's yeah. The, it's the, yeah. the it's this inflammatory <laughs> provocative title yeah and it's it's devoid of actual content of actual yeah. journalism it's like it's like yeah. terrible yeah you were and, pointing it out yeah so the blank article is, is sort of a an artistic reference to like these blank these empty fud articles full of words but empty yeah they don't yeah. say anything yeah. it's it, they have this inflammatory article and then they might say something that's kind of like hearsay or of course you know. all those things ran through my head when i was planning this piece you know just, oh sure it's just <laughs> brilliant you're just like oh god no, i honestly Shakespeare. I honest, Shakespeare. I'm, I'm probably 90% convinced that I've seen people do this kind of thing before, and I just like and just came to mind at the you know it's like <laughs> oh hey I should do that. But then then later I was like oh probably I've seen other people do that. It's not a, the very original. But but you know if you're not on Tesla forums, it's like uh, every, a lot of stuff can be new that's just like 10 years old. <laughs> so, no sure yeah yeah so. yeah. It reminds me of that there's a Broadway play Art where.
where it's uh, three guys in a room and this guy just bought a painting and it's a blank white canvas and he spent thousands of dollars on it. <laughs> and the whole show is about them contemplating what is valuable and what yeah. what is when you perceive something, yeah. we project value onto it. I love, uh, I love Bank, I don't know if it's Banksy's last thing, but the thing where he, he sold a, a painting at, at auction was really valuable and it went immediately through a shredder and it just got shredded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, and then it's like people thinking, okay, is this devalued because it's shredded or it's increasing, it's valued more because it's Banksy and he did something no one's done, it's shredded piece of, you know, but it's like, you know, it, I, I love Banksy. He's, he's great it's at like making fun of the, of the whole system while, uh, you know, becoming a what is huge, valuable huge guy in the system. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you value things? But so, I forget before we got off. The, oh yeah, sorry. Where where were you with the, the? Oh oh yeah. So um uh, so Tesla um what, the summer of 2012. Sorry, we took a little, a little 2012. Okay. Yeah, so we're back. No, no, I, so I 2012. Um um and I I do have to premise every conversation that I have that and that brevity is not one of my strengths. So, no, no, I, so, I, so. I, look, clean technical wouldn't exist if we were good at brevity. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's like you know you, you just like um it's like mining for gold. You know you have to dig through tons of dirt to find yeah. the nuggets of gold. So as I figure, hey, you know there's hopefully there'll be some no, nuggets here that no, are this is that are, this you, is like are, this is all gold, interesting, fully you know? gold. Yeah, it's yeah. solid, solid, solid gold. gold. <laughs> it's Donald Trump's this bathroom. Is, this is solid. <laughs> Gold wooden horse. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's all go. Yeah, yeah, wooden rabbit. Uh, yeah, fully 100% solid gold wooden rabbit. <laughs> gold plated. Uh, the um, um, yeah. So uh, basically. Um, um, and then Brand Brandon Wadley, who is a, a colleague of, of, of Rick's, was um, heading up the um, the delivery uh, recruiting program. And he's like, hey, you're going to have um, a series of interviews, this time through Skype. Because um, uh, when I flew out to Palo Alto, Rick was like, they don't fly anybody out. That was like, this is like really cool. <laughs> and um, and uh uh, and so this time in, t in 2012, they're just doing anything but Skype, and I just did it from my, my my place in New York. And I met with uh, Doreen Allen, who's the head of North American Sales at the time. Um, at least she's at, she's heading up Lucid Sales now, which is pretty oh. cool. Um, and then um, yeah, we were talking about how a lot of a lot of some a lot of early people are still there. A lot of early people are like top people at other other EV startups or EV yeah. programs at major automakers. Yeah, or Mazda. In Texas, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, one of, our, yeah one of my buddies. Yeah, one of my buddies uh, is over there. Yeah, which is good. He's probably doing. What's so crazy is when they go over to the skills that Tesla taught them. As again, with another tangent, I've, I'll, and I'll talk to some of the other these other companies. They're like blown away at the level that the Tesla people operate at. Yeah. Um, because they, I think they're just used to operating at like that that fire alarm. Yeah. Urgency instead that, of a corporate, instead of an insulated corporate, yeah, like safe function, punch yeah. out. It's a, it's you a know. true startup, uh, you know. There's a sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah. there's the, you really felt that there, like, uh, like a revolution, revolution is, it, is being waged. Is it from the, is it from the startup just challenges as well as the mission, or is is it like a mixture of these two things? It was, um, it was having very little resources. It was, it was basically the, particularly in the early days, it was the ability of the individual to produce something, anything. Like I, I loved, I loved the the first um, 
uh, and it's, it's online somewhere, I'm sure, the first breakdown of the roles at Tesla, it used to be really hardcore, I really loved it, and it would say, um, um, we are looking for builders. Uh, you, you, you have to be a builder. You have to be about, you have to take something from nothing. It's like, if you're looking for a nine to five job, where you but just punch in and punch out. This wasn't, this wasn't the prologue to Minecraft, was it? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. They, they, didn't just, they didn't just plagiarize Minecraft. But, but, but it is that idea, it is that idea, yeah. you know, of like create a world, build the world that you want, yeah. you know? And it was that kind of idea of, of like, uh, yeah, they said like, if you're looking for a nine to five job, it, they said this almost verbatim if you're looking for a nine-to-five job you will find what we're doing here to be too difficult and um which is true because my first year i worked about 100 hours a week every week well it's it's funny when you meet people at startups who left tesla to have a more relaxed life and i mean a startup of any kind is not really what you think of as a relaxed life job like it's not a government job it's not a Mm. big corporate job so it's like there's it's, it seems like when you talk to some of these people, there's there's Tesla, there's startup life, there's normal corporate life. There's Correct. like there's like a there's yeah. you know, and it's just in a whole another level of, of startup culture and, and phonetic. Yeah, kind it's of. it's like a calling slash obsession because I've always, I've always said I've never wanted to, um, I never wanted to have a job. Um, I wanted to follow a calling and, and that's kind of everything I do. That's what I, I want to do. And, uh, and of course there's all sorts of jobs and people need to do them, but if they could find the, the meaning behind it, the, then that's it. In Tesla, it's just quite obvious. It's, it was the, the, um, the, the meaning, the, the urgency that what needs to be done was so evident in everything we did. And, um, and we, it was scraping and, for life. And the day. mission was quite, um, embedded in the, in the work back then, or it was something sort of you, you knew, but it was like in the back burner, or it was something that sort of got revived. Like we have to do this to save the world. Like correct, yeah, it was it was very potent back then. And one of my things I tried to do with Tesla as, as time goes on is instill that sense of urgency. Um, my part my parting letter to the colleagues, I I, you know, I I had like an open letter that was more public, but one of the colleagues is said um, uh, in in 2012. And, uh, I won't talk about the content of it, but uh, Elon wrote an email um, uh, and he coined a term ultra hardcore. And what and what the, he's like, we're gonna have to be ultra hardcore. And what that was was this. It was kind of it was it's a dedicate. It was a dedication that goes far beyond the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And it was the the email was basically an apology to friends and family of the employees saying you will not see these people for a while. Please forward this to your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell them tell them you won't see them for a while. And um, but the ultra hardcore mentality was this thing of saying like every cell of your body has to go into it or else it's going to fail and and that had to be really instilled and so my parting uh, my my parting request to my colleagues uh, when I ended up parting with Tesla is was um, that we've come so far uh, more than 10 times bigger than when I started Um, way way bigger and um but we can't become complacent. They can't become complacent. They have to. the 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 ultra hardcore mentality can't be um, uh, an archaic notion from like a from a bygone era. 
I was like, oh, it used to be like, he's got, they gotta keep it like that. And I think they, they do just by default. It's like you can't not be in that mode. Um, but you also um, have this, this kind of challenge of, you know, it, it originally, of course, it was ultra hardcore uh, employees, buyers for, for a while. And now, it, I mean, this is the challenge of being mainstream. When you hit mainstream, you're not gonna only be selling to the ultra hardcore. Correct. You're selling to people who just want the best new car, nice tech, Correct. you know. Correct. So you see a lot of people who are not like, in the Tesla community, whatever, but it's Correct. like, uh, yeah. But, but that's obviously the goal, and that's obviously, um, you know, you have to bring them in. I, I like that you're sort of saying, at least on the employee end, you bring them in for all the reasons they come in, but also like you try to bring them into the culture, the bring them into the Correct. mission and the and the essence of Tesla. And yeah, the, there's two elements of ultra hardcore. There's the not fun part, which is like really hard work, <laughs> like really hard work, like you're crying and bleeding hard work. You shouldn't smile while you say this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should be crying. Oh, yeah. You can get crazy. Eyes. Put crazy eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, this give it's, it, the, it's give, the give it's an the, awkward wink. Like, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> hard. really hard. Really hard. Like crying? <laughs> yeah. Like pain? You know, now I'm gonna like try to pull out your your acting skills every time. Every time I, I think of it, it's <laughs> let's see. And see my highly can, articulated let's, eyebrows. Let's see what we can do yeah. with this video yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're listening level. on the podcast, you have to watch the videos. No, yeah, I look great. So I look like death. But uh, <laughs> the um, well, ultra ultra hardcore. Yeah, like you said, we're going from a startup to mainstream. Uh, from a customer standpoint, there's this early adopter. Uh, ultra hardcore, but later on, ultra hardcore. Inherently, what that means is, oh, you have to work hard. <clears throat> and who likes to work hard? I mean, you know, this is capitalism. This is America. Yeah. No one wants to work for anything. It's like, no, I want it to be easy. I want it to be convenient. So, don't we have like a Tesla drive-through where you can just, you know, give people yeah. a Tesla through a drive-through window? <laughs> I'm sure no, I, that's kind of what the delivery process they wanted to be, but um, uh, as, it, as it should be. But. Um, uh, but also, it it is it's it's the why it's it's the it's the why you do it, and and that was a huge part of uh, of Tesla in the early days, and the and the and I hope in the onboarding it still is, because the uh, the the why is is what drives people. It's what makes good work great, and um and that's what even when I worked at the at the mall location at Tesla, I, I always like to instill the particularly the new employees. I always I always say you are not a mall employee, you work at Tesla, which happens to be in the mall, and. It's all just a huge plan to maximize foot traffic. That's why we are here. We're not selling sweaters at the Gap. We are changing the world. We are changing the world. Every day, with every single person that comes in here, if they don't know about Tesla, they're going to... They're, their entire world is going to be flipped upside down by the time they walk out. We are... We are we are um, uh, basically introducing them to uh, a world that may, they not might not be more exists, and um, you know because we I've, are we are different. Now go get your Starbucks and come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, no, but that's it. No, that's, well, that's really important. You want to catch them in that in that mind in that mindset, that consumer yeah. mindset, because uh, you want them to. Um, uh, to to have their mind open to adopting something to to 
to bring something home with them, even if it's an ideological thing. And um, I actually wrote an essay on it because I'll send it to you. I, it was called um, Applying Superlative Approach to the Tesla website, which is the superlative approach we used in the stores uh, to the Tesla website. And then, then I, I was actually um, advising the, the, for, the, for the redesign of the, of the website, um, which turned out great, I thought. Um, for a while, it was, it was... I don't even remember what it was. I mean, I... I well, yeah, that's a... Yeah, but it, but it's a great... I mean... It's it's great now. I mean, it's Tesla's, re- Tesla's wonderful with everything design. I mean, it seems like... Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm i sure it's a team of people. Elon's very, I know, focused on simplification, minimalism, mm-hmm. which is critical in, in good design, I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's, it's it comes across in all kinds of product whether it's like the the the, in, the touch screen interface the the cars the website it's the app it's it's good yeah, yeah. anyway but but this is yeah we we could have probably a full episode yeah, on the, su- the superlative what did you call it the, the, the superlative approach the applying superlative. superlative approach um yeah and we could talk about that but um but uh, yeah so i started uh, i started with the, back in 2012 i started with the um deli- the delivery team uh and i flew out uh and i stayed in palo alto for a about two months, um, spent bouncing between um, Palo Alto, uh, the headquarters, and Deer Creek, uh, on Deer Creek, and then Fremont, the, the factory. And it was crazy. The factory was like they're using like one tenth of it back yeah, then. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah, I remember the you know when it was like, oh, we have this huge space and we're using like this tiny corner. It was a <laughs> sliver. It's hilarious. We used to eat. We used to eat lunch, um, and it was literally this part of the factory. Bigger, bigger drink than I intended. Uh, the part of the factory was like the size of like two gymnasiums. It was like massive, and it was bare. There was nothing in it. It was like this, like post-apocalyptic, you Build, know, yeah. builders. You need builders. Yeah, we need to build it. We need builders in here. <laughs> but um, but it was like this huge space, yeah. and we would just sit on old equipment from like Toyota, like yeah. like the the stuff that they left. And it was yeah. kind of like these yellow yeah. robot thing, and we and we just sit on them and eat lunch. And then it was just, I mean, you could throw a football. You you play you could play like a regulation game of football, like it's a hundred yards of nothing. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, this is, this is where that builder pitch came from, right? Elon was Elon JB, and uh, I don't know if Jerome was there back then. In the factory, it's like, hmm, we need some stuff. We need, yeah. we need well, builders who well, will the, build stuff and put it in here. Yeah, well, that was so the, that we can build other stuff. Well, that was, the, but that was the thing. You yeah. saw, you, you saw, like it was untapped potential. Yeah. Which we knew. It's like, well, they'll use this eventually. What was really crazy. I, I went back a year later um, with my in-laws. We were um, actually got a vacation. It was incredible. And um, and uh, it was. Um, that that space that we it was like 200 yards of of nothing was now row after row of like thousands of aluminum doors for cars like yeah. like i was like oh uh, that's, that's how they use this space that's like my favorite thing that we you know we toured the factory a few months ago and there's a lot of really impressive stuff but i love seeing those those stacks those uh, shelves and shelves of aluminum doors and it, that for me was the, the the most effective way to try to visualize the scale of it, you know, just thinking that's a car. That's you know, those these are doors for how many cars, and it's just uh, yeah. it's really striking and impressive. Uh, yeah. And and I, I spanned with the 
or kind of spend with the camera too. But you see, it still is like there's so many of them. You can't capture it's hard it. To you capture can't the scale. Of course, you can't really uh, put any of this in your brain. Like you know, you can try, but you can't really like mm. uh, think in this in these scales. But but yeah, it's it's, it's really a cool cool view. Yeah, that, that's why I highly recommend if if anyone's a, a you know a Tesla owner to tour the factory. It's yeah. like I call it Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. It's yeah. just it's a magical place. You you go there, and I don't know if Elon's Willy Wonka. <laughs> In that analogy or something, but um, um, and and my buddy Brenda, uh, she um, does the tours. Brenda Vivian, she's still doing it. She's so awesome, and uh, it's just really fun, really yeah, fun to it's do. It's a really cool process, and yeah. it, and it, well, you know, we after we toured it, the first impression that came out for me was uh, the atmosphere inside of Tesla is much different than the public uh, messaging around Tesla, the the, the media the, the media coverage of Tesla. Yeah, I think they think the factory. If you read about the factory in the London Journal, it, you the, think it's, it's like the, the cracking yeah. whips. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh we oh. <laughs> it's yeah. like like the beginning of Les Mis, you know. People, you know, uh, people unwilling down. to make eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, exactly. But actually, like so many no, smiling light, people, so many people like really, you could see they have the mission in them. They have mm -hmm. the uh, and it's and yeah, it just struck me like that was the first thing. There was, and it was from the offices and the factory, but it just that was the first takeaway. And I wrote this this article about it. And then it was funny because Ross Gerber, who's a vocal investor in Tesla, um, Gerber Kawasaki, mm -hmm. he yeah. he tweeted like while I was drafting this article something like very similar and I was like that's weird it sounds like he was just in a factory too like it, mm. and it turned out he had toured the factory like a day or two before or after us I think mm. a day before or after us mm. uh, so I ended up putting it um, putting it in the article's tweet but it but it it was just funny that that was the impression that was basically the take-home impression first that struck us both it was like mm. when you go inside you have a much different more positive more optimistic uh, atmosphere than than you know even us Tesla bulls on the outside get mm -hmm. while you know while following Tesla so yeah it implies that it's a universal yeah. uh, takeaway yeah. uh, which is great uh, the um, when that's the thing I think even the, like the staunch critics when they the, yeah. I've heard anecdotally they go in there and they leave they're like this company's gonna take over the world yeah it's yeah. like and that's, that's blown the, away and that's sort of like the second I mean that's the, the other main impression it's like mm -hmm. whoa Tesla's yeah. this is this is the real deal this is amazing, you know. Yeah, and that was the idea when they when they first got Fremont. You know, Elon went to show like this is we're a real car company. This is a huge. This is five hundred five million square feet. This is a big. I think that's the phrase when they bring like CBS or someone through and they're like, oh, it's not just a Silicon Valley software company that's like you know pulling strings. Like this is a real manufacturing company, a real yeah. car company, and I, I think that really is needed for people to to see and, and yeah. also see that they have a lot of innovations. You mentioned something we'll get to in the future. I think we wrap up this one, but uh, a future episode is about um, Jerome Guillen, the president of automotive now, re requiring like two improvements a week or some two incremental improvements a week on the production. Yeah, yeah, Elon and Elon did. Yeah, it was a couple. They they wanted the they wanted um, uh, yeah to note a handful of incremental improvements from, from manufacturing. Uh, and that, what's really cool, Fremont, you probably saw it when you're there. Um, and one of the things that hit me when I first arrived to, for training was um training by the way is great if you want to maybe they, we can yeah wrap yeah. it with the with the very beginning of the journey with okay, tesla cool. so um you, know, you so leave, I, leave a cliffhanger on the train uh, yeah. well yeah it was really it was really cool the um uh day one we, we show up at fremont and maybe i'll just real quickly note so uh this will be in the article but for people just 
watching or listening um, David uh, just left a few months ago not for bad reasons for, for good reasons uh, yeah, I was actually poached by a Tesla yeah, owner yeah poached by a Tesla <laughs> work, a, a P, what is it P100D owner who's got a got something yeah, P90, going P90D P90D yeah medical tech yeah, uh, yeah but uh, but yeah he's so it's um, so we, we're, we're we're looking to kind of uh, uh, communicate a long-term story from inside of Tesla from from the days we just talked about to uh, to more recently and uh, sort of I think fully let you go where you go I think this is perfect I love the I, I love the yeah. oh the free no, side. Like, there's, there's no, a lot of cool is... anecdotal things which I think I can I, I mean I'm I think they're good. Uh, again, not giving away trade st- secrets or anything like that. But what Just is think the that actual chemistry of the battery? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, the, the twenty-one seventy. Let me tell you something about it. No, oh but, uh, shit! We just uh, got shot in the head. Oh no! <laughs> it's on camera at least. Yeah. Good views. Yeah, you know, it's like got him. No, no, but uh, um, no, the uh, yeah, the first day uh, was awesome and talking about like talking about like mission and serving like the the. Kool-Aid for it. Um, they had us all line up, and um, they had a Roadster, the original Tesla Roadster, and one of the guys from HR was driving it. And we did they we line up, and it was like a, a carnival ride. We'd get in, and we'd do a hot lap around the the test track, and and um, and it was the first time everyone got a, a chance, you know, yeah. to really to get in the Roadster and really feel it, um, really drive in a spirited manner, and. Um, and it was like the ultimate Kool Aid. Like uh-huh. we we all got out of that car and we we're like, we will do anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's the funny like, thing. The Kool Aid is real human experiences. That's the correct. best. It's like have people experience like, it. Yeah. E- even the most the most. God, I can't tell you how many people. Uh, and this is for another episode, but it, it is it is the experiential knowledge. Yeah. You can talk to you blue in the face, getting people in the car. I have taken the most. Uh, bit, bitter, <laughs> staunch yeah. critic of Tesla, and flipped them yeah. because once you experience yeah. it, it is undeniable. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's uh, so much fun out there. Like I said, I was even surprised when we when I drove the Model Three, like how nice the car was, how nice the seats were, the doors. I love the doors of the, I love the the opening and closing. Uh, just much different feel than an older Tesla too, which I think a lot of people just really don't realize is uh, they've these two incremental improvements a week add up to a lot of change over a few years yeah uh, and the cars are just tremendous vehicles now but but i think uh this kind of this is actually in a sense a plus potentially in this fud this kind of misinformation campaign that's been running for years and it to me there's a lot of people out there that have superficial negative views of tesla and as soon as they experience one and like learn a little bit like from from real 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 world they're they flip and not only do they like oh this is cool it's like because they had that superficial negative it's like the flip is stronger i think so the demand Mm -hmm. i think i think that really makes people realize hey i was fooled you know maybe i should really think seriously about a tesla whatever so i think that process is like just starting like now that you have a certain number of model threes on the road Mm -hmm. i think there's still this 
widespread miscalculation. Mis, uh, people think a Tesla costs as much as a Porsche or Ferrari. Yep. So they think even a Model 3, they're like, oh, that's a fancy, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, you, you can now start explaining, well, if you drive this much and you have this price of electricity or gas, you know, it could be, a, a, you know, comparable to a Camry or a Cord or something. Yeah. And, that, and then people, like, have, you know, this mental, fl- like, whoa, what? You know, the mind pops. Makes it accessible. But then driving, I mean, this is the... Yeah, that's... This, that that seals it. One of the great, I mean, well, and this for for another episode. I have to show you this exchange I had on LinkedIn. Um, I was posting about my, you know, I just did a, a recent, twenty twenty. Was a recent one that you were mentioning uh, at the beginning, like a recent flip, or is this different? Yeah, that was yeah, it was okay. the same same guy. And I'll show you. We don't have time today, but I'll show you the thread. It was this guy. He was in IT, so it's not like he, yep. you know, works in a in a cave or something. And um, and. And I had to completely from wrong. I used some of your content. I could show you. I was like, check out this article. Check out this article. Because basically, I had to like systematically take these misconceptions yeah. that he viewed as fact. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, well, everyone knows yeah. it's, you know, the battery only lasts, you know, five years and it dies. Like, no, actually, it doesn't actually. Did you use my blank article too? The, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, look, I was like, look really close. It might take a while to load. So really wait. No, no, I, I didn't. No, do that. but that I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I deserve it. This was not like, this is not our goal. It's not strategic. We still don't chase views I, I would say in my opinion um, but I, I think um, the uh, we've built ourselves quite a bit on just trying to put more context and perspective around things because we're sort of you know I, I'm sort of one of these people who I, I, I can't stand seeing injustice and, and mm-hmm. lies and that kind of stuff. it just mm-hmm. drives me crazy mm-hmm. so you know you see I think we really got big initially with Tesla when Broder the New York Times reporter was had driven a Model S and sort of it seemed intentionally ran, ran out the battery and uh, Tesla responded in a very Tesla way like no we have a black box shows that you didn't just circle in this parking lot yeah, for like, like 10 the, times. The cars are telematically like, connected. Yeah. Like, we know how these cars are. So do. we responded several times to that, and that sort of got us going. But, I mean, on a Tesla, in the Tesla field, um, uh, yeah, anyway, it's, but uh, but sort of year after year, this doesn't stop. And we've done this with solar, and we have to do this with solar. And, and there's just this position in the media where it's needed. So, you know, we, tr- we try to do what's needed. And, you know, people appreciate and value. We had the epic thing. Oh, there it is again. Epic. The, the story. <laughs> the story last year of this uh, Andrew Left of Citron Research, or whatever. Who. Uh, I guess was a vocal short seller, Tesla short seller for years. I wasn't really, I don't really follow the stock that much actually, but uh, but I guess he was very one of the most vocal short sellers for years, and he flipped last year right I at the right before that. the third quarter report, uh, right before the Tesla published the letter about third quarter earnings, and he wrote it, and I saw our chart, my charts, my sales charts popping up on C- CNBC. I was like, why is CNBC using my charts? And and then someone, EV, uh, Matt Pressman from EV Annex, sent me his letter over his his letter explaining why he flipped from being short to long and it had four I think of our, of my sale, Tesla sales charts in there and and the letter read like a clean technica article like a long clean technica article and you're like uh, and it's sort of you know it just made us feel like okay we're we're filling a gap here explaining Huge. the context that people don't necessarily see right off the bat and and oftentimes just bringing it from other people I mean we're just trying to bring it to a bigger audience you, there's a lot of Tesla people very smart people who do yeah. the, who figure these things out better than yeah. than us and then you're like oh yeah that's a really good point let's make it let's yeah. explain it there's, you know. there's the bubble there's the bubble element we have the people where we do a lot of preaching to the choir yeah where um that, i mean as as um as owner within the tesla community but if you have a venue you know like clean technica um 
uh, and we could, there's a whole other, we can do a whole other episode of, 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 of FUD and the need to, for sure. anti-FUD. That would be a great um, single up. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, uh, especially you are is, very much face to face with that, you know, every day at Tesla, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the, un, um, yeah, the kind of the, the, the uninitiated or, uh, person, uh, you know, like my, all oh, my, my kid won't stop talking about this. So I'll, yeah. I've been driving a Mercedes for 40, 40 years and, you know, I never, this is, uh, I mean, know. we, we should just spend one on kids too, because this is something that, you know, I've, I've talked to people at the store trying to understand like who comes in there and stuff. And, and they've mentioned, you know, young people is, is a big, big sure. part of who people coming in and people showing their parents the car and that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and this is like a big thing, and uh, and the thing that blows my mind is you see like my kid, my daughter's in kindergarten, and there's uh, kinder there's kin, there's like all these little kids in elementary school who know Tesla and love Tesla, and it's just like how did they get into Tesla? Like this is like yeah. they can't even drive a Tesla for like fifteen years, like or ten years or, or some ten years. Uh, so it's like how is this like a thing with kids? Yeah, and it's like it's really fascinating. I really want to like dive into this topic we have yeah. a writer who got into it at 16 uh, from netherlands conan he's our media guy mm-hmm. and uh and i'm like well so how did you get into it? it's like i don't know it's just you know <laughs> yeah like i don't know like well, well i love i love how it's becoming part of the cultural lexicon yes finally like yeah. i was taking a tour of my my daughter's um elementary school uh mcneil elementary it's really really great and um I was wearing my Tesla shirt, and I actually put my name tag over the logo because I don't want to be like yeah. that Tesla guy. You know, I just wanted, I wanted to be there as a dad, not yeah. as like, oh, I'm a Tesla guy. You know, yeah. so. Um, but um, what was really amazing was the the principal was giving the tour to us, and there's all these um, um, quotes from historically significant people. Mm-hmm. So you had like Mahatma Gandhi, uh, Isaac Newton. Um, uh, Martin Luther King, JFK, Einstein, and then you had all our te- all our patents are belong to you. No, but then you had Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, like he was up there with like George Washington and Mahatma Gandhi. You know, like these like major historical figures. Like so, kids. Like yeah. we grew up yeah. studying MLK and Einstein. Yeah. Kids are going to be growing. They're going to be learning about Elon Musk yeah. as a historical figure. Yeah. He's a living well, historical well, figure. Well, this is, this is something, incredible. This is something I think a couple of years ago that was sort of catching on, becoming well known and understood. That I mean, the guy is already a huge historical figure. I mean, it's what he's done with SpaceX. I mean, just even right off PayPal. Uh, uh, what was his arcade company they started was Brothers of Kidman. Right off these things. But but SpaceX, Tesla, he's already like yeah, zip a, two. a tremendous like historical figure. I mean, I remember people back, you know, a couple years ago, he's potentially already the most uh, you know monumental figure in, in business of the century and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was starting to get a lot of credit for this, I think. He was starting to get really uh, widespread, mainstream, like, this guy is our historical figure in business like our yeah our Einstein or Edison yeah. or whatever yeah and, I call him the Da Vinci then, of our time yeah and then the and, and I mean just it, it's mind blowing how much it's not just one industry it's multiple industries yeah. and but then the, the, the sh- sh- sort of shows you how effective the smear campaigns have been because they really just killed that narrative and they've turned the narrative around Elon Musk into a totally different narrative yeah that's just really warped and like crazy and it's just, just really really nasty and it's yeah like, people are calling him like a, a con man and stuff it's like 
Yeah. What? Like, you know, like I love the the popular. I think it's popular mechanics that did like they took a bunch of like industry leaders talking about Elon, and I loved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. I loved. Yeah, some. It was so great. They're like. This guy's landing yeah. rockets. <laughs> like, who? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, like, like. Yeah, these really is... notable people are like, this guy's amazing. And you're like, oh, it, the, you can see like some people like uh, I won't name names, but some some people in the media or, or Wall Street, or whatever. You could just see them stepping back and be like, oh, really? So he's doing stuff that's, you know. Yeah, like changing the fabric <laughs> of humankind. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I guess I didn't realize that. You know, but was so cool. Like when I was getting the this is my daughter's elementary school. It's a public school. Yes. Um, and the principal, um, un- unprompted, she did not see my Tesla logo. <laughs> and she goes, has anyone been in a Tesla? Because she was talking about preparing the kids for the jobs of tomorrow. Yes. So she started talking about AI and she started talking about renewable energy. She goes, has anyone been in a Tesla? And uh, a couple of people raised hands. It was like eight people. Like me and my wife obviously did. My wife and I. And like like another person. And she goes, ride in one. It will change your life. She goes, I have a Tesla. I love it. <laughs> and stuff. And then she actually recognizes me. She goes, I think you sold it to me. And I was like, yeah, I did. She's like, hey, it's great. I love it. It's so great. And she goes on this whole thing about like how... Um, y- you know, we, they want to instill these values of, of using technology to leverage to make uh, mankind move in the right, humankind move in the right direction. And it's so amazing that like that's that's should be the conversation. Yes, exactly. So and um, and they, I mean, you also just see how when 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 people are so effective at shifting the conversation, they can then throw like what's rational and sensible and makes sense in historical perspective into like this extremist fanboy like bucket. And then it's <laughs> like, they, but then. The, the, the wonderful thing people will experience Teslas and they will see mm-hmm. hey but yeah some of the funniest comments are when people are like yeah he's never produced anything he's never done anything and never no no no, no results I've seen this oh, oh it's that's so like, crazy I'm like it's no like, you, results like what, what like, planet the, are you on like the, are you still on are you on Mars yeah, are you waiting like, <laughs> it's the fastest growing company in the history of any company that's produced a complex product yeah it's crazy I mean and I mean there's like that's something I mean it's just it's just my there's like no results no it's like yeah just can't execute and this is this is one that's actually this is one that's not just obscure this is one that's like quite common this idea that he's bad at executing and he's not a good business manager whatever and this is one for sure i think is pushed by certain wall street interests and and certain industry interests and it gets but it gets picked up and spoken about and and communicated in a very realistic way like yes he if if only he wasn't a bad businessman tesla would do so much better it's like tesla would be dead like hundred times like yes. this guy is an amazing has, business like, has, manager you know as, like, as his ex-wife said famously you know in an interview he has he has ball like brass <laughs> balls of steel he has balls of steel yeah. like he can look into the abyss and and just do it and uh and yeah. i think it's about that long-term vision too which mm-hmm. you know we can we can come but we'll come back to yeah uh but you, you, I'm sure you could say a lot about how how you saw that early on, and I mean, yeah. well, I was going to ask early early in the interview. Yes, um, uh, do you origin yeah, thing? No, no, this is good. Did you? Uh, what I was, I'm really curious when you came to the company, and you're saying like in the factory, sitting in the sort of almost empty factory. Did you feel like okay, this is definitely going to happen, or were you sort of like okay, there's a 10 percent chance of this, but let's try? Yeah, like, yeah e- e- Elon, Elon uh, often says, you know, there was like. Uh, uh, the problem you just assumed it was gonna fail because all the cards were stacked against but you still have to try and 
here's the thing. I, I don't know if I'm just a cockeyed optimist or whatever, or if I saw the long-term vision, but in my heart of hearts, I knew it was going to be big. I knew it was going to work. I really did. I was like, this... Because when I, when I first experienced Model S, they were touring it around, like, the the um, the beta version. It was what would be the production version. And it was at the Manhattan Car Club in Manhattan, uh, this, like, high-end car place um, that put cars on display. And... Um, and I went, I went and I, this first time I experienced Model S yeah. and it, it, that was an epiphany. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. it was, it was like, it was obviously, it was obviously going to change everything in my mind. It was just about getting it out there. And that, and then, so for me, don't get me wrong. And days, there are days in the delivery days when I went back to New York, we literally, we did not know when, when we left that morning. We didn't know if, if we'd come if there'd be a job next day. Mm -hmm. We we didn't. It was so we we're so in the weeds and it was such a like shoestring situation. But again, I guess maybe because I'm a cockeyed optimist, I was like, we're gonna see this through. Um, and there are the there were such dark days. And do you do you think that was sort of uh, I mean maybe not sort of the norm, sort of the 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 people who were in that in Tesla in that age in that day in that age you're a whole different age now in that uh, period of time were, were like were like that they were like okay it's difficult but we believe this is really gonna correct it was basically no matter I think that I think that and what I want to uh, I hope is instilled in people now because like with these articles would come out like FUD would come out and a lot of Tesla employees would get really down and rightly so because yes. you know this, this is this is not positive stuff um, but they'd be like oh man things are uh, things were bad and I was like no they're not <laughs> no they're not yeah. because back in the day I think what it was if the mindset was no matter how dismal and how bad and how stacked the cards were against us, how impossible the probability of success was, we were going to try until we could, we were not given the opportunity to try anymore. Yeah. Uh, until we we're dead, until it was dead. We we're, and it was that kind of perseverance, like to the 11th hour, we are going to do it. And that's what really did it. It's, mm -hmm. it's that most people quit right on the edge of success. Right. And that's a, that's an analogy for everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's that, it's that, it's that extra push that does it. And I think in the, in the, in those dark days, I mean, <laughs> and again, maybe we could say it for, for another thing. There were times where just silly things would happen and we would just, things where people would be like, well, all done. Everyone go home. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Finished. Maybe it's where, where the mentality was like, no, what can we do? To, it was like basically like pulling out the pads, like, yeah. <laughs> get this thing back, get this company back to life. Yeah. Let's do it. And it came back to life every time. Yeah. And um, just from grit, like sheer determination and grit. And there are so many stories, uh, I think some of them I could share, um, that where when you put it in perspective like that, it's yeah. like, yeah. Well, we we had a, we had one where I was again trolling the trolls. I was you know making. I wrote this article, eight eight uh, impossible. This actually started. Well, I'm not gonna say how it started, but eight eight impossible goals that Tesla achieved or something I wrote last year. Yeah. And uh, and it was really it was sort of making fun. All these these experts said this is impossible. This is impossible. But when you when I think about that in the perspective of you talking, <laughs> it's like I'm a I'm a little. Well, back then it I'm was little, impossible. You know, I'm a little smart. I like. Uh, 
you know, commentator, but, you know, just making fun that people thought it was impossible. But they really were, the challenges were so dramatic, and you really did such amazing things that it's it's really impressive and mind-blowing. It's not, not just a funny that people got it wrong, it's just a really tremendous success. The thing was this. They had a point. Yes, <laughs> because Because yeah. based upon what the regular person would deem an acceptable workload, <laughs> yeah, no one wanted to do that. That's too much work. That's a that's an impossible amount of work. And what George Blankenship would keep saying, and he said this when when uh, when Model S, uh, his speech when Model S won the Motor Trend Car of the Year um, award, which I was at that event in Manhattan. Um, He's like, people at Tesla, we're doing the impossible. We do the impossible every single day. And it, and it's and it was that ultra hard car mentality because for most people, they're like, oh man, but I've been working for 14 hours and I haven't slept in a week. Like, oh man, it's not gonna work. And, and, and it was like, no, that's that's what needs to be done. Yeah. And like when these, like with Fudsters, and again, say this for another, uh, like an ant, uh, a, t a tweet that I usually, it's and I have it say, copy and pasted in my notes on my phone, um, my my response, my universal response to short sellers is Tesla's determination to change the world is far greater than your desire to win a bet. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. it and I say, money. like, yeah, I, I go, I, and, I, and I usually say, let go of the cynicism that fuels your greed because it, really it, nice. it's not going to, it's not going to lead to anywhere, guys. That's great. I can see how you got your job. <laughs> you're, very, you're very good with words. You're very good ex explaining this stuff and, and really getting to the core point. Yeah. Yeah. But, when you live and breathe every day, you just, yeah. yeah. But that, it, so that article, it started with a bit of a joke about, um, I was sort of joking that, you know, hey, aren't it, aren't, uh, I hear it's impossible to build a, a vehicle with falcon wing doors. Is that true? It's like, kind of like, and this is like, you know, long after the Model X is mass produced, but this was a big thing. This was like, a, it's completely impossible. This idea is going to break Tesla because you just cannot build a, a vehicle with falcon wing doors, mass produce it. It's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. Industry experts, various ones, I'm not going to name names, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, said this and then Tesla did it yeah. and then no one ever brought that up again really it's like yeah. okay you bring it up as a mistake that they made that it was a very difficult thing they did but but there's just there were so many cases of that and I don't really maybe I'm wrong but I don't really see that many cases like that right now where it's like 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 Elon said they use trying to avoid uh, do or die like company make yeah. or break uh, company challenges but so you don't it feels like a different era where it's like well I think they've learned a lot You've learned um, a lot, and there's just a kind of mass awareness that's growing naturally, organically, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, from your manufacturing, they had a point, I mean, as Elon famously said, you know, Model X was the Fabergé egg, of course. Yeah. Uh, they basically like, built a car that was like the hardest to build in the world. And um, and then they, they said, let's make the the three and subsequently the Y, the antithesis of that. Like, let's make it super easy, super easy to build. And... Um, so they so they learn these lessons. They're hard lessons to learn. Uh, I, I remember uh, Neil Joseph. He started the the delivery program for uh, for Tesla. He was my my, my first uh, first boss with him and Seneca Gisi. And uh, and uh, he said uh, it's a double edged sword. One is there's no rule book. Two is there's no rule book. He's like so we. Um, 
uh, we can we can make it anything we want, and that's good. We're not bound by the bureaucracies of a of an antiquated system. Uh, but he said that being said, no one's ever done it. So he's like, we're gonna we just have to assess, adapt, and overcome. Yeah, we have to figure out something like what works, what doesn't work. Um, that comes up. That becomes a theme all through Tesla. The Toronto delivery event. That's a whole episode in itself. Um, where I'm glad we've got notes on like several other episodes. I was like, oh, I was like, I hope yeah, this doesn't just end up like seven episodes. It would be, there, be great. There are, but, but this one, this, this one, I know is supposed to be like an intro origin story, and it became this like hodgepodge. I'm That's, sorry because I, f- I mean, for me, the whole conversation was fascinating. So I assume Good, there I will be so. other people who think the same. And if there are people who don't, like, okay, find someone else. Find, you know, go to CNBC or whatever. But but it's a but. Thank you so much. We will come back. Uh, we will have more to talk about for sure. Obviously, um, let you go. Uh, we we will let uh, listeners and, and watchers wait for for a few. But you can also, if people are watching, listening, you can send extra questions. And I'm sure a lot of people have questions from your cool. your intro. And I think where did we stop here? 2012 or yeah? Gosh, I, I, man, <laughs> we spent all this time and we got, we got like two months in. The goal was the years. goal was to just start in <laughs> 2012. But, but okay, yeah. I, I didn't realize oh, there was so much before. 2012. That's actually. like, oh well, yeah. And as you, I just, I just go back and ramble on and on. I hope it's remotely interesting. Does, does, but um, dude, people are gonna love your perspective. I mean, it's, I mean, you, you lived inside Tesla for seven years. I mean, we're inside, yeah, inside of Tesla, but you know, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but I think there's, the, there's a real craving, and that's what I try to say with the factory. And I think you understand is, there's a real craving to understand what it's really like inside Tesla, and not just this mm-hmm. outside superficial view that we get in these little sort of leaks here and there about specific things so I think people will I mean this is why I thought this would be an amazing series because I think people really like to see like oh what is it like I've I've always said that if a camera crew was allowed to follow Tesla employees around it would be the the highest rated reality show in history (laughs) because the cast of characters and the situations they get in are so fascinating and so like it's like how are they gonna get out of this one you know and then they do it and it's it's like cliffhanger after cliffhanger and it's 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 really a story about and and Elon has talked about this it's a story about perseverance ingenuity teamwork focus and and overcoming insurmountable odds it's like the great american story yeah. and it needs to be told and, the, and, and there's the, it's so fascinating yeah. and um and you're right it's not being told and um and the so, mission and the, the underlying mission and and uh, well we had one of my favorite articles we've ever published with guy steve backer um he's a, he uh he wrote an, an article about the hero story like the the historic you know we're for go back in humanity as far as you can there's always a story of a hero and hero heroic uh, story you know uh, uh, nar- narrative yeah and everyone's uh, think they're foolish I'm, I'm for trying to do it, it. <laughs> but no, it's like yeah. you know uh, against all odds it's yeah. sort of you know a bumbling kind of uh, yeah the steamboat not the horseless you know, carriage uh, uh, and, you know and, and it'll it, never work it, stupid, it could be know. the Indiana Jones could be the, the the Luke Skywalker whatever but but he really oh, like fictional yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, he, and he really explained well uh, yeah I mean like fictional, the archetype of yeah, a hero the yeah, archetype yeah. of a hero and but he but then he, you know linked it to, to Elon it was a few years ago and and how he fits that archetype so superbly that 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 we see in story after story so it's just yeah. a really and then all the allusions to these kind of stories is great because it just sort of connects those dots I think but yeah but I think really getting the inside view of how the company sort of transformed and 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 I I think this is this is hugely valuable for me so I think it's going to be for many people so thank you so much for uh, saying hello to me 
one day and uh, and then talking so night and Sandy. and thank you for you know the Broadway background thank you for your <laughs> uh, thank you for your car history thank you for you know for really prepping yourself for this interview you know you do a, lot of, I? a lot of good prep work yeah. oh yeah I'm sure oh my god that's the rantings of a madman <laughs> no like... you did you did like I don't know how old you, you that like made th- it, that made a certain president sound coherent you, you uh, did like in, 30 in comparison thir- no no you did like 30 years of prep work for this interview so you know I have to have to appreciate it it's, it was it's just so polished yeah, yeah just yeah. had a through line yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know how you knew thank you for listening to clean tech talk join us next time to get your electric fix if you would like to sponsor our podcast drop us a note we are looking for more clean tech leaders to highlight on a regular basis as we fund clean tech talk Thank you.